go for it, yo. Boom, here we go. Here we are, episode two. Best of both worlds of wrestling podcast. I'm Chris. And we are back with you another week. A bit of a busy week. We are in the post-mania season for WWE. Um, AEW getting ready to go for their big summer push. Everyone, every company basically getting ready for their big summer push. But um, we are less than a week removed from an eventful mania. Yes. Very eventful. Um, I missed night two because I had to add nine to five obligations of fortune. I'm, I'm gonna try to watch me play tomorrow, but um you didn't catch up I, yet. Say it again. You ain't catch up yet. No, so I can't speak on it fully outside of night one was the was the one though. You know, if you call night one, you gotta you know you got a good show. Night two oh, yeah. wasn't horrible, but night night one I think in the last couple of years has been the night, whatever power fate would have. You know. Nah, I saw night one. Yeah, night one last year definitely was a better night. Because Cody Cody debuted on night one last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of good stuff last year on night one. Um, this year. I will say that, well, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, if I could, I got to pull up my my little predictions thing I had up. Um, Let's see if we... And I can't, I can't run through, like, I, I went seven for 13 on the weekend. Uh, there was a lot of surprises, I guess, for me that I wasn't expecting. Uh, a couple of people got wins I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think Seth and Logan was night one. I thought mm-hmm. Seth would win. I got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can run through all of them, matter of fact. But, uh, Edge versus Balor. I thought Balor was going to win. I, I, I did not get that. For some ungodly reason, I chose Omas over Brock. I didn't get that. Uh, I thought Dom would beat Ray. I didn't get that. I thought the Viking, I said the Viking Raiders on the show, I think, would win. No, I, I think I said Street Props that they on the show last week, but I, I switched up. I don't know. Peer pressure. But Street Props won. I, I chose Viking Raiders for some, for some reason. I thought Damage Control was going to win the six women tag. Like, I, I have a bad strip to L's here. I got Shayna Baszler and Ronda correct. Uh, I, my man Gunther showed out. I think you missed that match. We didn't see Gunther. No, no, but that's the first match we're going to rewatch. Look, man. People say some funny stuff about this phrase that ain't tapped in with wrestling, but that was big, meaty men slapping meat at its <laughs> finest, and uh, it was a, it was a trip. You'll enjoy that one. That's I, you know, I like that dude character so much, man. I'm like I'm rooting for the dude, and I'm in the match, like just hoping this dude will win. So he got that. Bianca beat Oscar, I got that. Theory beat John Cena, I got that. Ripley beat Flair, I got that. Kevin Owens beat Sammy. And then, so I got a nice little run, and then it's like, oh, Roman Reigns beat Cody, which I think, you know, it threw me off. But yeah, yeah, I think I went on. Um, I went eleven for thirteen because crazy. Bro. So here's the thing. I was doing my predictions and like forgot. Triple H, like I, I was under the mindset that Vince is booking this. Mm. Like I'm still like under that old mindset because I don't watch the week to week stuff. 
you know, I only see clips of like SmackDown and Raw. Right. But um, I had Theory win. That was like one of the no-brainers. Like, uh, definitely, I thought. Yeah, Street Profits because I they didn't. At first, I didn't want to pick the Street Profits because I thought they were gonna um, give Montez a singles push. Mm-hmm. But then I look at the other tag teams and it's like, are they ready to be at a level where the Usos and everyone else are? But I don't think so. At least not yet. Um, I had Seth beating, what's his name? Logan Paul. Okay. I actually had Trish, Lita, and Becky winning because two legends and Becky, I can't see them losing at Mania. I just couldn't see them losing at Mania. I, I, I was a victim of the, the dirt sheets. I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe, maybe Trish is going to turn. Hmm? So uh, I was, under those pretenses, I thought maybe it would have worked out that I had Ray beating Donald. Wow. So that's the issue. I had Rhea beating Charlotte. Um, I'm not count. So for some reason, they got the Miz versus Pat McAfee on here. I'm not counting that. Like, that was not. I'm not counting that. Man, I'm definitely not counting that. I didn't count it. I had, we all had Kevin and Sammy winning. So that was, I think, the other, I don't want to say no brainer, but I was like 95% sure. I was confident to go that way. And then night two, I had Brock beat Omos. Um, Ronda and Shayna only because they're the most established tag team in that match. Yeah. So Everybody else is just a hodgepodge. Yeah, so <laughs> I was choosing them by default. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Gunther retaining. I think they're going to go for like a record-breaking title ring for him. He's the man, yo. He's um, the man. I, I had Asuka winning because I thought she was going to finally get that mania moment since this is like it might be the tail end of her career, but uh, I'm not mad at Bianca retaining, obviously. Um, I have bigger ideas for Bianca. Yeah. No. I also had the demon beating Edge, but um, I guess narratively with the way Edge basically got Judgment Day taken from him. It made sense for him to win the overall feud, but he didn't need the win, I don't think. I think, you know, I don't think he needed the win either. But but And it also makes you wonder, what's, what is the Judgment Day now? Yeah. Like, because Rhea won, like she represented Dom lost, Finn lost. So it was like, who are we, man? I, I really wanted this weekend to be like, yo, the judgment day was here, like we bust that ass. Like that's what I was hoping to get out of it. And that didn't work out that way. And we didn't even get Damian Priest on the show, so right. I thought he would have came out with Dom. I wanted them to have the well, you did well, that was night one, right? So you saw that Dom entrance coming from jail and all that. No, so I went, I stepped out. During the entrance and came stepping back. Now, brother, we stepping now. What's this? <laughs> I didn't think he was gonna do a crazy entrance. Bro, they took that man from Alcatraz, man. You gotta, you gotta, you can't be missing. <laughs> I, gotta re-watch I gotta rewatch that. Oh, they had this dude in the paddy wagon, man. They should have played Dreams and Nightmares when he was pulling in, man. And then, <laughs> and then, and then came out to like uh, the the Alter Bridge song, man. That's what I wanted. I ain't hear no Alter Bridge song all weekend. I wanted to hear the damn Judgment Day song. 
Listen. That's the place for that entrance, man. They should have. They should have. And we got opportunity. It's a missed opportunity. Yeah. And then um, I also had Cody beating Roman. And oh, well. They swerved everybody with that one. But I'm, you know, if I'm younger, like if I'm a kid, I would be pissed. But yeah. I, you know, I don't, I kind of don't. Just like I don't know, man. Impress me. You know I mean? like, let's tell me, let's see where it goes. That's my whole thing. I don't, I don't. I wanted the moment, you know what I mean. But if we don't, if you don't got it, I can't do nothing about it. So let me just let's just yeah. see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. Basically, you know, I mean, you gonna have to let me know because from the way people were talking about Raw. All right. So full disclosure, I. I did not, I wasn't home when Raw was on. I caught the tail end of Raw when Brock Lesnar was beating down Cody. Apparently, Brock Lesnar came out uh, in the beginning of the show to show support for Cody and tag team with him to face Roman and I think Solo later in the evening. And the stipulation for whoever was going to come out and help Cody had to be somebody that had a match at WrestleMania and also some, and, and, and if that person got involved, that person would never have a shot at Roman Reigns again. So out comes Brock Lesnar because the stipulation of his SummerSlam match was he, if he loses, he can't get a shot at Roman again. So it was like he got nothing to lose and he had a match at WrestleMania. So Brock came out. So people thought they're going to be cool. And then in the main event, as I got in the house and I turned it on, Brock, I guess, turned. Like I saw the clip after, like Cody was like excited doing his taunt and like Brock, he turned around and Brock just picked him up at F5. And people were like, what? And then Brock like beat it, he beat his ass. And <laughs> I don't know what was behind that. I don't know where they're going with it, but you know, Brock got busy. And um we'll see where it goes. Man. I, apparently, people the, the 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 show was not well received. And I think we, we'll get into that in uh yeah. in a new segment in a few, uh, because it has a lot to do some somewhat with this WWE merger with Endeavor. But just yeah. um on the top of your head, from what you've seen uh last week in regard to WrestleMania, any Entrances of yours stand out? Uh, any uh, favorite matches stand out for what you saw? So I got to see, um, I missed night too, but I got to see a clip of Bianca's entrance and the story about like the little girl who lost her mother. So that automatically catapulted to the top for me. Everyone um, learned about that literally at the same time. Like we were just, we had no idea. We was watching Triple H on his press. He's, I'm, I'm like, wait, what? She already stood out in the entrance because she did this whole thing flipping and get like I was like wow I was like yo she's like five I'm like wow yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I was already impressed you know and then Triple H said that I was like what I was like oh her mom died I said like, get the fuck out of here <laughs> get the fuck out of here that was um, yeah, That's, yeah. I, I appreciate the fact. The fact that they um that it's a inner city dance group, I really appreciate it. The fact that they're in California and she took a group of girls from Compton to perform on that stage and they perform so well. You know, it's your turn to give your favorite entrances, but like I just gotta give that opinion. Like that was um just in general, you know, Bianca did something with uh an HBCU last year with their marching band. Yeah, I just like how she's using her her time in the spotlight to uh, highlight black culture. These things, like, again, we're from an era. All I had growing up was Coco Beware. 
and the little Ron Simmons and Coco Beware was with Owen Hart for a quick second. Like I'm even, I'm even after the Bad News Brown ever. I'm literally Coco Beware and, and Virgil. Like that's what, <laughs> that's what I saw. That's what I saw for a long time. You know, and nah. then, and I guess that we'll do an episode one day about. I think we should do an episode one day about like this 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 period we're in where we have so many options for black athletes to look at, um, or black wrestlers to look at. But like that was what I saw, and like and then I had a Ron Simmons toy, but I wasn't really messing with WCW like that, so it didn't mean much. You know, eventually we had Ahmed Johnson, and they were really trying to push him. You know, we, we saw what happened with him, but like really and truly, like. We never had a period like this where, like, we could have uh, leave such an imprint, and the and the business or the company has the wide reach it has now. So, she's yes. a sport for like really uh, making use of that and leveraging that. One hundred percent, like, because I remember at one point, like before the Nation of Domination, it was for me, um, Two Cold Scorpio, mm-hmm. um. Ron Simmons, of course. Um, and I think, like, Ahmed Johnson. Oh, I was a fan, by the way. Like, everyone should know that. I was, like, I was over. He was over in my house. Yeah. And and, not, and not, no lie, I'm sorry. Well, Booker T also. But that's, I'm talking about, that's the mid-90s. Now, I'm talking Coco yeah. Beware. I'm like, that's when I first started re- watching wrestling, like, the early 90s. That's all I had was Virgil and, and Coco Beware. Thank yeah. God for Harlem Heat. Like, they were definitely a staple, like, in the crib, you know, I knew who they were, but one hundred percent. And apparently, today's like the anniversary of the Hulk Hogan "We Come for You" nigga promo. I love that shit. Yeah, yesterday. I love that shit. There's, there's this designer. I wish I would have bought the shirt. Uh, she does. She does wrestling shirts also. Her name is Young Littlefoot on on Twitter, and um, she she had a shirt with like that clip. Mm-hmm. A freeze frame of like Booker T saying it. I wish I would have bought it back then. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Yeah, that's one of the best promos of all time. But anyway, go ahead. Yes. Um. Not Seth's entrance. His outfit mostly was crazy. It was crazy. I know he was going for like the most ridiculous. You know, got the drip. I had a little old Jeff Jarrett inspired. Hop right. <laughs> The top and shit, but um, <laughs> I I'm trying to see from night one. I think those were the I think night one the only big entrances were Seth's and then um Logan Paul coming down on the zip line like he was Shawn Michaels or something, and then um I didn't really like that entrance. Yeah, yeah, but um he's a corny dude, so yeah, like I didn't really feel I think, that. Yeah, I don't know if anything from. I yeah, do think they had a good match, though. I do think they had a good match, but yeah, I ain't like yeah. But any night two entrances that I might have missed. So <laughs> it was this weird thing with Edge's entrance. Uh, you know, he did the brood thing again, but they did not play the brood music. They played a, I think they said they played a Slayer song, and uh, on the on the on the LED boards, they put brood Edge, and I'm like, that's mad corny. <laughs> Like that's something conversationally we would say to each other. Don't put it up there. Like, oh, it's the brood edge coming. That's like you caricature. I like to say this word. I don't know if it's really a word, but you caricaturize the the thing. Like, don't do that. Don't commodify it that way. 
you know, like you could say this is influenced by it, whatever, but on the screen, it just says big bowl, it's brood edge. It looks very like sophomoric. It don't look scary at all. Um no, they do one of those like um and I hate that they do like that augmented reality, like hologram shit they do. They're oh no, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. He came up in like this crazy jacket and like this crazy like daft punk type of mask. And mm-hmm. it looked cool. And then um, you know, then he took the stuff off and then he got Alter Bridge. Yeah, but you can't you can't do the brood entrance without the brood music. Like, no, you can't. No, that's why I'm like, bro, what is this watered down shit? Like, give us the give us the brood, bro. Give us Jim Johnston and stop playing it. <laughs> um, Word. so now so he came out on um, Finn. Some people don't like Finn's entrance because he did the demon thing. He used his original song for it, like that the faster paced Finn Balor song. And oh, okay, so when he could like put the arms out and shit. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. did that. I much would have rather if he did his screwed the screwed Judgment Day version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he had like them things that you know that you see people have at like music festivals and shit. You put them in your hand and it's like a smoke machine. Yeah, he had that, and purple's coming out of it. He was doing like this whole thing. Some people didn't like it. They kind of put like that John Morrison slow motion, like slow the frame down type of thing on it. Okay, I kind of fucked with it. I I didn't mind it. Uh, I think you got to make use. It's a long ass ramp. You got to make use of all the time. Like, so I'm not really. And you know, the demon really takes a while to get to the ring, so you have to kind of you know finagle it. So I'm not really beefing about that too much. Um, Yeah, I think. Things is the demon loses. Yeah, like I think he's winless as the demon. I will say this too. I don't, and I don't know if it has anything to do with the match. But I, if they, the match finished, so maybe it doesn't. But you know, uh, Finn took a crazy hit with a ladder during the match, and they basically got to s- stop the match for a second so he gets. Yeah. Um, and you would think, like in the moment, as fans, like, uh, like, so we came up with some gruesome ass stuff we were seeing. How you stopping Hell in Cell Mac? But he showed the cut afterwards. That bad boy is deep and long. I think it took like 14 staples, they said. So I can't really knock it. Um, yeah. and, but I think it, it made the match disjointed. I didn't think it was a bad Hell in the Cell match at all. But the pausing just messed up the pacing. Yeah. Um, so it's unfortunate, man, because that was one of the solid rivalries, I think, going into the show. Um so, but but yeah, I, I like those two entrances. I I like Roman's entrance. Um, he had like these six pianists playing the melody to his song, and um, and at the end of it, you know, his music hits, and all the pianists get up and stand up and like acknowledge him. And then he did this thing with the pyro, and you know, the pyro was yeah. beautiful. That that's the WrestleMania set is gorgeous. They're just oh, yeah. more outlandish with that shit. That shit is it's literally <laughs> WrestleMania twenty one on steroids. That's all it is. This does resume on steroids. And, and I thought it. and I thought the resume 21 was an ambitious thing too, because I every match they used to change the um what you call that joint, like the uh the the marquee. They had a marquee Mark- on the side. Yeah. And depending on the match it was, they'll tell you who's fighting on the marquee. Like just creative stuff. And so yeah. this time they had more like uh, a simulation of movie tra- movie trailers spread out on the side and it was sort of the stage was inverted like almost 3d 
You know, like, like it, was just, it was just real. It gave a nice effect as if you were going down the hall. You know what I mean? Um, so that, I, I I like the set. Um, yeah. I like Rhea Ripley's entrance. I like the, uh, of course, I love Bianca's. Um, trying to think. Those are the ones that stood out. Mm-hmm. Those ones that stood out. Um, anybody else that had pi- fireworks, I was excited for. I just like seeing massive pyro. Uh, you know, Cody had yeah. enough pyro. Cody had a cool, like, jacket thing going on. He had like. Feathered with eagle wings on his shit, or some eagle feathers on his shit. Like it looked crazy. He had a cool fit. Yeah, he had a he had a cool fit. And they had a great main event. Well, I guess we I'll segue into the the favorite matches. But off the top of my head, um really enjoyed Ray versus Dom. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the best I've seen Dom look. Like everything just looks so crisp. Like I could tell they really worked on that. I really like that match. Um, I really liked uh, Charlotte and Rhea. That match was just like, and it followed. I well, no, I think I think Bianca followed the, the, the other match. Bianca followed the triple threat in the kind of match, but yeah, uh, those ladies just had a nice, like, tough it, gut it out type of match um, mm-hmm. where you really felt like Rhea earned the belt, you know? Yeah, and so um, so I, I love that match. Uh, at, yo, the 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 fatal four way with the tags with the guys. Yes, Nemo is out of control. <laughs> yes, like they all. You know what it felt like? They all were like, "Oh, they think like fans think this is just a throw together match and it's not gonna be worth watching." Nah, we're gonna show up and show out, and that's exactly what everyone did in that match. Like everyone came out looking better in that match. It's funny, man. I, I remember um, when I was in uh, when I was in college, I went with some friends to a strip club one night, right? And you know, of course, everyone's in there. Everybody got a body, and you know, we we had a good time. We spent our money, and this one slender woman got on stage, and we was all kind of like, "All right, well, nothing to see here." <laughs> so we all like, we all like, "All right, let's get ready to go." And then like, this girl got off the stage. She went over to my boy and like slapped him in the face. <laughs> it was like you like that he's like oh oh and she started and we were like oh she got basically like we wasn't expecting none of this stuff from her you know what i mean yeah. that's how i look at that match like all right what you got yeah. and then you got she ricochet shot. flying all over the place i'm like whoa hold on, hold on. she can't let them know what it was that's what i'm that's what i'm saying so like they did the damn thing in that match i really enjoyed that match um i thought I thought uh, Bianca Oscar was good. It's not. It's not quite as good as uh, as Rhea and, and Charlotte, but it's pretty mm-hmm. good. It's still a, a damn good title match to me. Um, Ko and Sammy was fun, but I don't think like for the sentiment it was great. It don't. I don't think it beats Rhea and Charlotte either. But it's up there. But yeah. it was. But it was a good match. Um, they complaining about the twenty three super kicks <laughs> that the yeah. Usos. And what they did, well, you've seen the match. So, like, they'll do, I do one, you do one, we'll do one together. There's some real, um, what's them dudes over AEW, man? Like, uh That's the thing. So, people are like. What's the Young Bucks? They they like Young Bucks. They're like, people complain when the Young Bucks do it, but it's okay when the Usos do it. You know, I'm going to give the Usos this. The Samoans been messing with super kicks 
before I was born. That's what I know. If I watch a match from the 80s, they're doing that joint in AWA. So, yeah, the first kick is, yeah, but. Or what, what they reverse yeah. crescent kick, savat kick, whatever JR want to call it, they've been doing it since the 80s. So they could have it. They could have it. Um, and I do think it's definitely like a hallmark of people's matches. And it's like, I don't know if it needed all that, but they had a fun yeah. match though. I um I really love the triple threat uh for the Intercontinental title. That was just like brutality. <laughs> and they the people fucked with it so so heavy. That was my most forward. That was the match I was looking forward to most after the tag team title match. Like that was the one. And when it was announced for night two, I was like, oh, I'm gonna miss it. But I'm definitely gonna tomorrow, like, yeah, tomorrow morning, afternoon, we watching that shit. Yeah, you you'd you be good for uh, you. you would not listen, be you would not be disappointed. You would not be you disappointed. Um big men who can work, like they like that's a great combination. When you're big, you got the size, so you have the the aura already. But when you can work and put on a great match, it just ties everything together. Mm-hmm. And the three of them, that European strong style that they all like to do, it's gonna be that physical. And Sheamus been that way since jump. Like that, I've never been a person that didn't like Sheamus. I'm like, bro, he be beating people. Like his shit's be. You know, if I remember Bret Hart saying one time, like he wants his match to look like, oh wait, but that's that's real over there, like. Yeah, he be laying it in. So I really, yeah. I really messed with that. Um, the main event I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. I thought the the ending was a little deflating. I don't know if you, well, you haven't seen it yet, so I'll, I'll well, I guess I can spoil yeah. it. You know, you know who won. Yeah. But, you know, Solo got ejected at one point, and then he came back in the end anyway, and still spiked Cody. I'm like, bro, either come back at the end and do it, but what the hell? What the, what use is the ejection? You yeah, so, I would rather. They could have told it like this. Not have Solo come out at all until the very end. And just mm-hmm. be like, you know, maybe Roman's going to go it his own. Maybe he's going to do it on his own. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And just last minute, no, it's not. Boom. The whole having him come out, sent back, and then come back out, it's contrived. And then him coming back out lessens the impact of when he got sent to the back initially. Yeah, it's, it was it's like, what's, what's the point? And it came at the time in the match where, like, Cody had had kicked out of some real shit by that point. And mm-hmm. Roman had kicked out of some real shit at that point. So you knew it was just the next thing that happened was really going to be it. Like, you know. But they work well together. I thought they had a really yeah. good match. Um, I'm trying to think if I missed any matches that I really liked. I think, I think those were ones. I mean, the, I don't think the Hell in a Cell was bad. It just it suffered from the uh, the stoppage, I thought. Um, there was also um uh, a spot where Shaman Man came back um to confront the Miz. He did a leapfrog. He, he tore his quad. Yeah, he, he brought his leg on landing it, and something you, I could tell he landed weird. But then when he tried to get up, like his his leg couldn't man uh couldn't hold the weight, and he just fell right back down. And on the fly, either someone got the message to Snoop or whatever, but. Pretty mm-hmm. much within a few, like with under a minute, he got back in the ring and like he punched Miz a couple of times and did a, a funny people's elbow and and people popped for it, which is what you want, man. It's like, all right, man, we got something out of it. Let's not make this awkward. Everyone's watching, you know. Exactly. And, it's like 
hope Shane gets well soon, man. What can I say? Like, um, like father, like son. I forgot what show it was. That was the Royal Rumble. I, I, I ordered that show when I was in high school. That was 05. Oh, it's, it's pop both quads. Yes. Trying to get it to the ring. And he just had to sit down in the ring. And the funny thing is, he never slid in the ring before. You know, no. I've never seen and that night he wanted to slide in the ring, and that's what happened. But whenever you do some shit with your body is not used to doing, and you put a yeah. lot of pressure for you to do it, it's gonna mm. give you. Know? Like, I've found that on much smaller cases in my own life. Like, bro, take your time, you cannot, especially now. I'm 34, you know, I can do everything, I just can't do it at a snap. I gotta, like, yeah. prepare myself, <laughs> I can do it. Gotta warm the joints <laughs> up first and shit. You feel me, like. Let's, let's not let's not do that. <laughs> and um, Seth and Logan had a good match. Yeah, they had a great oh, match. Had a good match. The match was really good. I'm just, uh, I just can't stomach Logan, Paul, and his brother. So, when I, I sat through the match and I did enjoy, it. so I'm not gonna hate and say it was a bad match. It was a good match. It was probably one of the, I'd say it's in the top five for the whole weekend. Honestly. Yeah, no, it was it was good, and I had no doubts about it. I yeah. think Logan's character, he still has to work on being a good bad guy. Yeah, he's like, it's he has too... to get around certain things. Like he suffers sort of like what I don't want to say Seth Rollins suffers from, but like Seth Rollins learned how to get with it. Seth Rollins has a very nasally voice. His shit don't sound intimidating, but if he creates a character where that voice can work for him. Yeah, like now it's like, yeah. yo, you're not really worried about my voice. You're more worried about the level of skill I have, and I and this mm-hmm. voice is more. It's a character. Like the voice is part of the character now. Yeah. Now you can do that yeah. weird laugh and shit like that, and it's all. It could be something you pop for as a face, or it could be a devious laugh if you want to mm-hmm. be. If you want to be so, like Logan Paul, if he cares, he got to learn how. Like, bro, like even Brock understands it. Brock has learned to be very comedic. Because he don't have an imposing voice, or if he's a heel, he's not talking much. No, and, and you're just more impactful. You know what I mean? Like, so they gotta. He has to learn that. Like, if he's gonna, if he's gonna be an asshole, he has to turn the volume up on asshole. He can't come in talking about like, I know you guys don't like me. Yeah, like, you gotta, you gotta oh, lean into this. I am an asshole. Shit, like, yeah, you know, um, coming from the ceiling <clears throat> as a heel doesn't make sense to me. I know it's like the spectacle of being like a, a social media thing, but like coming from the ceiling is something people want to cheer for. Like I ain't trying to see you. Like that's and it doesn't make me hate you more. It's just it, it's more boring. I'm uninterested. Yeah, you know, what I mean? and that's the one you don't want. You don't want that um, what they call it, the X Pac heat. Yeah, that you know what I mean. You want to do YouTube. something like like what Batista did at like his last WrestleMania. Like come out in the Escalade. With like security and like beef up the fact that like I'm a I'm really above y'all not physically but like I can afford all these things like yeah something like that I have resources like you gotta kind of dig into people that way that's my opinion yeah um, but the match was cool um I will say this my one super big letdown of the weekend was John Cena versus Austin Theory I must say that that wasn't um I think part of it is. They shuffle the order. I feel like I can put that match first just to have, you know, the big John Cena pop. Mm-hmm. And another thing is John Cena is 
his acting career now is worth so much more than it was in the past that he can't, I don't think he can go out there and put on a banger, banger, because he can't have the nagging injuries because he's got to film this show and then this movie and then this and this, that, and the third. So, and he, I, honestly, I'm like, stay home, bro. Stay home. He don't feel like he don't feel like the same John with that hair. He doesn't. He, I don't. He need. I mean, I wish he. I don't know, he has to figure out the hair situation. He need to go for like a light season. Dot Rivers that thing. He needs to. Yeah, but he got um. That's the hair he needs for the role, for the peacemaker. So they might be filming season two. Well, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. He was pale as shit. <laughs> he was uh, and I know. Okay, he can, still, <laughs> the he can still wrestle, man. I know he could put on a better match. I think that's why I'm disappointed. I'm like, bro, you and Austin Theory could have a real match, bro. Like he had a he had a good match with Roman last a year or two ago, whatever. Like you can still do some things. Don't like I, you know, I just felt like it. It, it ain't and Austin Theory's not a bad wrestler, so I'm not putting it on you. I just can't. Yeah, I'd be, like, I'd be liking his matches. So John got to hold that one. You know, the careers, the movie career is a thing. Square it away, brother. But you don't do not come in and and, and I'm not gonna call it half assing it because he was in shape and everything. But um, I think he even knows he probably could have had a better match. Like, he yeah. did one promo, we didn't see him again. He did the match, we didn't hear from him again. He really, he really is like the rock, yo. Now he's really becoming the rock. <laughs> like shit, you know what the thing is too? Things change when you're part of a franchise now. It's one thing when you're just doing a movie here and there, you're doing whatever you can get. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, oh, you got you in the DC universe now, so you got to be a part of this series. You're going to need you to do cameos here and there and everywhere. And it's just like. And it's paying you money equivalent to what you were making and getting way less damage done to you. So you're going to you're gonna prioritize that heavily. Yeah. And it's less yeah. travel. It's like it's, so I get it. I'm not mad at it, and I hope it works out well for him. But um, mm-hmm. I ain't like that. Man. It was a it was a dreary ass beginning to the show, and I'm I'm an Austin Theory fan, so I, I hope things pick up for dude. Yeah, I think it's just theory now, right? They're not calling Austin anymore. No, nah, they changed it back. Mm. Well, they changed it once <laughs> once Vince left. This is a great segue. <laughs> uh, once Vince left, uh, as many say, uh, resigned in disgrace. Everybody got first names back. You know, so I don't know. Uh, it looks like Vince might be back, according to some reports, in the creative seat at the gorilla position. Um, and so we'll see if Theory gets a first name, I mean, a last name only again. Uh, yes. Right here, I'm, uh, I call this our, uh, our hot tag segment, where we uh, mm-hmm. speak on all the hot hot uh, news outside the wrestling ring. And the biggest thing this week is obviously the WWE sale to the parent company of the UFC Endeavor. Um, yes. Where Vince has sold his controlling 51% of shares to them, I believe, for $9.3 billion or somewhere in that neighborhood. And, yeah. Um, they will merge with the UFC to form like their own new company that has not created a name for itself yet. Yeah. Um, Vince is, a, is being set as what they call the executive chairperson of this company or of the WWE, I should say. Um, but his controlling shares is what he has sold. Um, so with that, apparently they say Vince was at Raw. Um, following the sale, uh, 
a lot of changes were made to Raw that was apparently of Vince's doing, which resulted in what people felt as a boring and disjointed show. Um, yeah. What do you, uh, what's your thoughts on the sale currently and what it might mean for creative? So the rumors of a sale happening have been around, I think, since before the new year. Mm-hmm. And then once we stepped down after the allegations, people were like, okay, this sale is going to be coming quicker than we thought because this situation is not looking good for him right now. So they started talking about he's making appearances again at shows and everything. And I'm like, hmm, maybe the sale is imminent. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinking the, um, the Saudis would buy it because of the deal they have for Crown Jewel. Right. People thinking maybe NBC Universal buys it because they already have Peacock and, and USA. But um, not UFC, parent company. And I think the major thing is they endeavor themselves made it a point to make sure Vince was back in power for this for this move. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is so they were saying Vince's fingerprints were on WrestleMania, which is why we got some of the finishes we got, but um I don't know how true that is. And they have they sent out an email saying Triple H was still the head of creative, but I think that's just a, a title at this point because one of the notorious things about when Vince runs Raw is he makes changes on the fly. Mm-hmm. So they will change the show an hour before the show, an hour into the show sometimes. And so they, I believe, Sean Ross from Fightful, he said that the script changed three times. Yeah, I heard that report. I heard that. And report. like Bailey was supposed to come out with damage control and they nixed that. So no one really knows what's going on with Bailey right now and then whatever, whatever. Um the biggest complaint I heard about Raw was that three hours there were less than 30 minutes of in-ring wrestling. Yes, yeah, so that, that sounds Raw. very Vince-like, yo. Yeah. So very Vince-like. And I mean they still they still did like Two and a half million viewers, but yeah. I think it's the show after me. Yeah, they're one of those machines that are too big to fail anyway. So I'm not going to expect low ratings, but yeah, the quality, yeah, it's the morale in the locker room has apparently been low since Vincente Giuseppe McMahon and his mustache yeah. came back and took over. You know, there's something very, um, I don't know, proverbial and uh, ironic and funny and like outlandish that Vince really, you know, when, you know, in cartoons and shit or movies, when someone don't want to, when they want to be disguised, they put on that Charlie Chaplin mustache. <laughs> or, you know, you look at Fresh Prince when he try to act like Uncle Phil with, with Ashley, yeah. like he put on fake mustache. No, it's not me. Like, he really went and did, he really grew a mustache and did that. Like, and I watched this, uh, I saw his picture at the Hall of Fame. I'm like, yo, he really had black hair in a, in a black, he really looked like some Ricky Ricardo type of thing. Like, yo, it's, it's like, 
and then I seen him. I watched the interview he did with CNBC. Um, I forget mm-hmm. my man's. Ah, I forgot the, the dude that was interviewing him. I thought he asked the right questions uh, as a journalist, but uh, I could not imagine. I couldn't believe that that was his face. He got some some plastic surgery vibe going on. He looks weird. Um, oh, he needs to def- look like look like an old man. You're seventy eight. It's okay. Like, what is the problem? You're seventy eight, and and work out. Like, what's the problem? But, um. That has nothing to do with my my views on the on the endeavor deal, but I just I just can't believe like he really I think that whole mustache thing is is a is something to get people talking about that other than whatever he's been uh, accused of doing uh, with terms of his misconduct, and I know that that is not the stories that have been reported are not probably the only stories they've already hinted that there's still more things, and I think the New York Times who have been on top of this thing. I don't, or the Wall Street Journal. Let me not, it might be Wall Street Journal. I'm not sure. I gotta, I gotta read, I gotta check that. It's one of those two publications, though. But they've been on top of this investigation the whole time. They can't be happy that uh, he made out like a bandit and still made nine, some, nine point something billion dollars on these motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, and they probably want him to not have any real influence. So I, I, I suspect there'll be more things to come. Um, in regards to just the general premise that the WWE has been sold and it's no longer in the ownership, really, of the McMahon family is, like, monumental to me. Yeah. But, yeah. but business-wise, it makes the most sense. They probably made the most money. That you know, I thought it was a good bet at this time to do that sale. You have to be forward-thinking. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, congrats to those that put it together, but this whole Vincent Man mustache thing is like bugged out. Uh, Looking like a human band leader. It's, you know, if you told people this was it was, they wouldn't believe them. You could actually show them. It's like, what yeah. the like it's it's nuts. Um, um, what do you think, what do you think this means for wrestlers in the future? Because there were there were definitely some wrestlers who prefer Triple H's style of booking over Vince, and who probably would consider coming back to WWE if Vince was still not a presence in the company. Yeah, you know, I think everyone felt lighter and more. I looked forward to watching the product every week. When I got this news that like when I came home Monday and they was like, oh, Vince is back and the show was trash. I was like, oh, I said, damn, I, we just started this show. I think a big part of us excited to start this show was I think an underlying thing was like, yo, there's so much hopefulness in the industry right now. There's so much new things happening. Yeah. It, just, it felt like there was no ceiling on what was possible. And with Vince back, it felt like there's a ceiling back again because uh, he has his own way of doing things. And it's like, and it's mainly about not that his record doesn't have any record of success, but I also think like yeah, his ego has to be involved because you can also see what Triple H has done in the last half a year. People are are ex- as excited about this thing than they've ever been, you know. So I, you know, and he you laid the groundwork for it, but I'm like, all right, let someone else take the baton and take it further. Like, so I'm really um. I'm down on that. Like, I'm like, I'm not really feeling the fact that I hope he's not back for good. People are looking forward. You know, we're recording this on Thursday. 
Um, if you have any, if you watch Dynamite at all, feel free to comment on that after. Like, yeah. I, I didn't catch Dynamite, but um, but people are wondering if Vince will be in the in, in Gorilla for uh, SmackDown tomorrow night, and if he is, they, they believe you know that would say a lot about what the the yeah. the near future stands for. So I, you know, I think the wrestlers that's coming in that's not with the company are probably thinking twice. And the part mm-hmm. not as hopeful. And people that are there are probably feeling like, fuck, man, like I had a good thing going. You know, Bronson yeah. Reed is like, yo, I was getting a segment every week, you know, you know, like, and it's yeah. important for people to have these moments and have these shots. Um before I let you take about AEW if I anything to say, like big, big ball they dropped is not having no LA night all weekend. The people wanted LA night. I know that for a fact. That's my that's I'll close on that shit. <laughs> no LA night and no Bobby Lashley. Like, what are we doing? Well, he came out, but he just showed off his trophy, which oh, was no. whack. Which was whack. Which was whack. You know. Let's we'll see. Like, so with talents, it's weird because I feel like the people, the kids at NXT are happy. Like they know nothing's gonna happen to them. Mm-hmm. Now when they get called up, it's a different story. Now we'll see how much of this is Vince's initially there because that's what Endeavor wants, and if he'll eventually pull it back. But then again, that speaks to his ego and whether he's willing to do that. But um, like if when you hear when he hears the general consensus that people. Even though a lot of people tune in that no one really enjoyed Raw, we'll see what happens for SmackDown tomorrow. But mm-hmm. um, I think the outside of booking, because like you can't control that really, I think the biggest thing wrestlers are going to be worried about are um, budget cut firings again. Yes. Because Endeavor owns UFC. UFC notoriously does not pay their fighters a fair wage. Like they like that's been the biggest issue in the UFC. They're the biggest game in town, so fighters will still fight for them, but they do not. There's only a handful of people who are millionaires fighting in the UFC. That's interesting. Like, you know, well, is it? I know what you. I'm. I know what you're talking about. I'm just saying, like those fighters probably looking at sports entertainment the whole time. Like maybe either with interest or disdain. Yeah. Yeah. So, will there be any crossovers? Maybe. But um I hope they don't mess with people's salaries, yo. Don't mess no. with that. If you want if you want to if you want to shoot fight for a living and get paid less, that's your business. <laughs> like so like I don't think so wrestlers won't be getting paid less in WWE, but the wrestlers I believe who are like not scared but worried are like the Dakota Kai's of the world, the um, the Bronson Reeds, people who were let go under Vince, mm-hmm. were brought back under Triple H. Like, are their jobs safe? Will they be let go again once the contract is up? Like, is Vince still making these decisions? So that's, I think, the real trepidation. And like, AEW's roster is getting so bloated, they can't continue to take everyone anymore. They don't have they the TV time. Yeah, they don't have. There's rumors that they're gonna get a, a Saturday show. Like um, Warner's want wants another hour of programming for them, and they okay. think like Saturday at six oh five 
like the traditional WCW Saturday night slot. Mm-hmm. But um, even with that, their roster is just too big. Their roster is just too big. I think you grit your teeth and stick it in WWE and see what happens. Or you have to be so financially set that you don't mind wrestling in the indies because you just love wrestling. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how it goes. It's only been what four days, five days, if that. Yeah, but you know, it's um, what it means, you know, all these things. Like it has such a seismic feel to it. So I understand <laughs> why people will have strong emotions towards, it, especially because you. It's I know people have to feel the the rug was pulled out from under them, you know, to some degree. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens with them, man. Um, you watch any Dynamite yesterday? Yes. So, so here's a good segue. So one of the things is, so Jay White is a wrestler from New Japan. And um, he was a free agent. And AEW and WWE were both clamoring to sign him. He's a former Bullet Club leader, so it would fit in with either companies. He could come and go join the Good Brothers while AJ's still recovering from the injury or whatever. Or they could have a feud with Cody as a heater feud, whatever. But um, he was a big free agent signing. And apparently, the word is WWE had him all but locked up. Hmm. And that just completely stopped reaching out to him. I think it was once this Endeavor thing was getting finalized, they had to prioritize that. So they just didn't contact him because people were expecting him to either debut Mania Weekend maybe attack Seth or something, or on the Raw after Mania. Right. But um, lo and behold, it's Wednesday. You know what time it is. Dynamite opens up. Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson, another former Bullet Club guy. who He was in WWE once upon a time, too. Okay. But um, the match doesn't start because Jay White comes out, attacks Ricky Starks, debuts, boom. That's the big thing. Yeah, segment one. Oh shit. Yeah. So and so the big stories going into Dynamite this Wednesday were Tony Khan with another weekly huge announcement. Mm-hmm. Um and FTR had a title match, title versus careers. And now if you follow FTR on social media, they've been alluding to possibly leaving AEW now, whatever. I love those guys. Yeah, they, they retained. They signed a new contract with AEW, I think four years, so they'll be there for the foreseeable future. No. Here's the thing. People are wondering if that's a case of Vince coming back. Because FTR, they love Triple H. They uh, hate They hate Vince. Yo, FTR, I'm sorry, man. They belong in the WWE. I'm sorry, bro. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I may have been I may have been a big domino that dropped from that sale as well. But um AEW's big announcement was that they are going to be debuting in London, August, for all in. The new they, a new pay-per-view, a new event called All In. Um, it's apparently supposed to celebrate a hundred years of Warner Brothers, the parent company. Um their big debut in Europe, which I think was supposed to happen in 2020, but because of the pandemic, got axed. Right. And they're 
the biggest thing is they're running out of Wembley Stadium. Oh, they're going. They're going to Wembley. They're going to Wembley. Oh. So the biggest stadium in England. It seats ninety thousand people. This would be their biggest show by far. That's by cool, far, man. Because that's the first time they did something like that since SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. That's and ridiculous. the thing is, WWE's there a month, not at, not at Wembley, but they're in London the month the before. Money in the Bank, right? Yeah. But they're not doing... Money in the Bank is a stadium show for them, too, is it? Yeah, but I think they run out of O2. I think it's another soccer stadium. Yeah, the place is called the O2 that they're running out of. Okay. I like... When they did Clash of the Castle, that shit was huge, too. But that wasn't yeah. in England. I was in the UK, so in the Wales, I think. But yeah. But Wembley's gonna be bigger than Clash at the Castle. Well, so. I'm, you know, shout out to um to AEW for taking that step. I mean, I don't know. Funny enough, I don't know if they could do that in the states. But the fact that an, enough American promotions don't go over there is enough of a yeah. second point for people to go and check it out. Yeah. So I'm happy and, for them, man. I'm, um, England is one of the foreign markets that they're big in. Hmm. So they got a lot of so is they have and then they have a lot of people on the roster that they that performed over Pac, a lot of indie people like yeah Pac, Jamie Hader they could get like all the indie guys they're gonna have to build this show up to be the biggest show in the company's history they're gonna have they to wanna... do the shit that that WWE just did with Drew and the shit that they did with Sheamus and Gunther yeah. like get your yeah. European guys in some some spots some premier yeah. spots yeah Which I remember, is... I look forward to that. Interesting because Drew's contract is coming up. And they say he hasn't signed it yet, right? He ain't getting yeah. an extension. He's trying. Yeah, they're still negotiating. So we'll see about that. And then um the fact that they're marketing this as like Warner Brothers hundred years too. It's like the hundred year anniversary of Warner Brothers and the hundred year anniversary of Wembley Stadium. Oh, so wow. this makes it seem like this isn't just an AEW thing. Like Warner was like, all right, we're gonna do something. So they're gonna have all the resources necessary to make this show. The one drawback is their pay-per-view all out is scheduled to be a week after. So it's how do you build two cards for shows that are a week apart that are, you know, still both big shows. I think you can do it. I just what the bigger thing is, how are you how, are people going to pay for both the viewing or yeah. that's all. yeah you could do it yeah. right like are people going to shell out pay-per-view money for both that's the one thing that yeah. WWE is going to kick everybody ass in is that bro this shit is 9.99 for me it's five dollars because i was grandfathered in mm-hmm. people are paying 9.99 for no commercials and all the wrestling content from the company yeah that's the, that's going to be that's different. tough because i'm not really keen on $50 pay-per-views. I'm just not. No. I've been spoiled. You know, we went through the dark ages for a reason. Then we came to this point. 999 pay-per-views. Y'all better get, Warner Brothers better put up a bag. You better add us to fucking Disney Plus. You better do something, homie. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's gonna be the next big move for AEW as a business. Not as a wrestling, but as a business, getting that streaming service because Warner Brothers owes HBO Max. So push yeah, like, stuff like this, hey, just, hey, add, just add a section. Just add a section. Yeah. Man, please. 
Mm-hmm. And then they would have their content. They would have Ring of Honor content. Um, yeah. No one told me. They have like those indie, they could probably get access to like indie content because they have so many indie wrestlers that are still like the way they do their contracts, they can still wrestle for whatever company they want. But um, yeah, they're trying to do big things this summer. I think it's time to get the ball rolling because they, as a company, it's been up and down since like the CM Punk situation. Yes. I so agree. they have to start getting steady. Let's bring him back too. I said it. I'm a punk guy. Here's my thing. Life is interesting with him around. Here's my thing. It's it's tough. It's tough because they're outside sort their outside influences affecting it. Like the like the issue, like they'll be close to terms apparently, and then all it takes is for like some reporter to report something that may or may not be true. And then punk will react to that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, maybe talks are scaling back. So, but we'll see. Exactly. People want to say, people think they should bring him back for the UK show. Yeah, I mean, I'll be nuts. I get a pop. I'll pop for that. I'm mm-hmm. interested in watching it. Honestly, I'll check that out. I'm happy yeah. that they're making that move. It's a, it's, it's a big move for them to make. They're only like four years old. Yeah. So that's what I think people forget that. Like, so they should be very um proud that they're at that point. They believe that this is viable. So Yeah, because like TNA, four years in, still didn't have like a solid TV deal. Man, look, they they could never do this. You know, this is this, this is because of the organization itself. It starts, like they say in, in, in sports, in, the, in, in professional sports, it starts in the front office. Yeah. It really starts in the front office, yo. And um, I'm not saying it's all Tony Khan either, because I'm sure he'd be a little high strung too, but there's other people in place that yeah. have see, saw things to this point. Thank oh, he's definitely high strung. I think he, they made the announcement. I don't think he blinked a single time. <laughs> he's a like I think he blinked. He's a different cat, man. He's a different cat. Uh, it's funny because he's like, like the um he's like son of a rich kid who grew up a wrestling nerd who now has access to money to start his own wrestling company, and it's just it's such a weird position. And he's not. Like uh, you know, his, he has, just he, has, he just has a different personality. That's all. And He's a little socially awkward. It's not what you expect from someone in that position. Usually, someone in that position has a different quality to them. That's all. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, his age is probably a part of it too, because he's really young. So it's a different compared to like, how he had to socialize. Mm-hmm. That could be. That could be. Um, well, good luck to them. I'm, I'm, I look forward to that. That's, that's a good, that's a cool tidbit. Um, this last segment, I call the go-home segment. Obviously, for those who are fans of, the, of, of, of pro wrestling, you know, go-home basically means, uh, well, it's, has, it's two meanings, really. It's, uh, during a match, it means you're going into the final stage of your match. Uh, mm-hmm. And on regarding to the show, it's usually your final show before a big pay-per-view type of thing. Yeah. Episode. So, you know, this is our final segment. Um, I'm sure we could throw in, like, Sound effects and shit. Playing oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm handle that. Dazzle that, but um, any uh, anything you want to see now that you know WrestleMania sort of marks the end of the the, the wrestling year for WWE. Anything you want to see in the future in oh. regards to like pushes for certain people or uh, you know certain character changes or 
Bible. I guess the biggest thing now is like, so for me, since I don't follow the weekly shows, I'm usually, I'm one of those guys, like I'll watch clips and then I'm, I'll, I'll watch the, um, not pay-per-views, what is it, um, PPLs or uh, like live events? PPLEs. PPLEs. Like I'll tune into those and that's how I, you know, get my WWE fix. Um, I'm interested in the lead up to SummerSlam. Okay. So what are they going to do? Are they going to do one overarching story for Roman that, what are they going to do with him? Who's going to be the guy? Because I think for him to hit a thousand days, I think it's about two, six more weeks for him. Six, seven more weeks for him to reach a thousand days as um, champion. So how are they going to facilitate that? Are, um, are Brock and Cody just feuding to see who will face Roman again? And then um, the tag title scene. What's Kevin and Sammy got it. Now what are you going to do with them? Mm-hmm. Like basically everything is just what's happening now. And looking forward to seeing what's happening after this sale. I think that's the caveat. Like these are things that are more important now with the rumor that Vince is back in creative control. So we'll see how things go. And um, it's basically, it's a big sum for both wrestling companies, honestly. Honestly, AEW has to, um, I think they have to use this summer to further cement themselves in the industry. Yeah. yeah. So like they're setting up story beats, like they got the whole BCC versus Elite Feud building. Um, they got their whole woman's title picture. They need to start doing shit with Jade, honestly. Like, well, they need to build someone that's a viable opponent for her. Yeah, she's built to me. You know, yeah. um, she needs to not be the TBS champion anymore, and she needs to be on the main event. She, honestly, the, the TBS title has felt to me more important than the women's title majority of this time not because because the character who holds it has such gravitas to it mm-hmm. you know so like it has to feel more valuable there's been is she the, she's the first tbs champion right yeah yeah so like how many women champion they didn't have what is what, what story are we telling you know what i mean so i think she needs to get to a point where she's sort of like becky two belts you need to get the other title and then decide like I'm leaving this here. Or like Oscar did it. She ain't losing NXT. She's kind of like, all right, I'm moving on. Like mm. she has to figure out a way to be like, you know what? Obviously y'all ain't got nothing for me here. I'm going, you're going to see me Wednesday nights every night. And is it Jamie Hayter? That's the women's champion over there. Now? Who's the women's champion over there now? Jamie Hayter. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm not that far off. I dabble. So, yeah. so like, yeah, man, if, and if she's not a good man, they got to build somebody that's like, you know, a threat. Like, I don't know what sh- what that shorty uh, Trinity Fatu doing, but she still want to wrestle, and she don't want to be in WWE. She, I think her, her athleticism definitely is such that she could be interested for a Jade and knock her off that perch. So here's C. So C, I don't know what's going on with her. Like, I think mm. she was um, she was at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view in the audience Um supporting Athena. Okay. AKA Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know. So she's still clearly like in wrestling circles. So she's not like staying away from the business. Nah, they well, did. I think she was a guest of honor at Wale Mania. I yeah, honored her there, and I think she went to a signing. So like she, she fucks with it. I, I think she loves it. Yeah, but with Jade, I think they had to get the title off of her. That title needs to circulate, honestly, in that division. It needs to be what it was meant to be, or it should be like the second belt in a division. So, because right now it's. If you're not feuding for the belt, you're yeah, languishing. You're languishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they need to have that circulate. And um, I think Jade needs. I know. So I read that she wants. She actually wants to go to Japan for like an excursion. So that could help to keep her um fresh. Yeah, keep her fresh. Keep her off TV for a while. And have her come back as is. All right. J 2.0. Y'all thought when I was a rookie, y'all was talking shit. I'm just a rookie. I came back from Japan, boom, 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 dominating. And, and while she's away, you can build the other woman so that when she comes back, it doesn't feel like she's so much above everyone else's up. Because I think that's another problem. Um that was plaguing the women's division in AEW. There were your clear upper echelon people. And then everyone else. There was no real upper card, mid card, lower card deal because there's no story. They need they need story. They need because they need one more. They need, and I think that's an issue with Warner Brothers. Apparently, they're not giving them. They're not allowing them to have more than one or two women's matches a night. And you need. Like to build a women's division, you need more than one match tonight and more than one segment a night. Especially when your women's roster is the, as deep as AEW's is. Like mm-hmm. someone fighting on dark every week and being 10 and 0 and undefeated on dark doesn't make a difference to people who only watch Dynamite. 1000%. And it's a you different know? ever. They have to understand they, they in their when Dado's shows became came to be, we were going into the pandemic. I had nothing yeah. to do. I'd watch Dark then, but I ain't watching Dark now. I got shit to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No disrespect. You know, and I know that's where some of my favorites be. I know, like, I wish the Butcher and the Blade was taken more seriously. I fuck with them. But they be on Dark. I don't yeah. Be, I don't be around for Dark. I can't help that's, you. That is roster Like, you know? there was that one time Tony Khan was signing any and everyone who's a free agent. And it's like, like they're like these people are worthy to be signed, but they don't need to be signed right now. You got mm-hmm. so many people in the roster you need to build up. But um, and they're not gonna say no. They trying to provide. I ain't mad at yeah. you. You trying yeah. to provide for your family, so I, I can't, I can't knock it. Um, like for what it's worth, Impact probably books women the best as far as TV lineups. You'll see a woman's tag match. A woman's single match. You may see an intergender match, a man versus a woman, and you will definitely get more than one backstage segment. So you'll see maybe anywhere from five, six, seven, eight different members of the women's roster on the show. And they only have two hours in the week. They don't have any secondary show. Mm-hmm. So and that's, I mean, that's tricky because their roster is so small, they can afford to do that, but still. It's they're choosing to make the effort 
to do that anyway. Right. So I think once w, once AEW picks that up, that sentiment up, their women's division will be much better. And I know people were like, make a show just for women's wrestling. And I'm like, that's tricky. Because on one hand, it gives time for all the women to shine. On the other hand, it's like, Dynamite is your biggest show. Why aren't the women being, why do the women need a separate show just in order to be featured? Why can't they be featured more on the current shows? So it's tricky, but roster blow is their biggest cause of all these other issues. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. And then the eyes is bigger than their stomach. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that. Is. I mean, I can't blame them because it's not like they, these were scrubs who were free agents. No. Like these were viable commodities as wrestlers. So you want to pick them up. But we'll see. Oh, and they got the one rumor Goldberg mm. being a free agent. They're mm. saying um, the idea might be to bring in Goldberg as a mentor to Wardlow, the same way they have Sting for Darby Allen. Okay. We'll so see. if you want that route, that could be interesting. We'll see. Then he man Goldberg gonna want top dollar, homie. You take me away from my son. <laughs> top dollar. We'll see what happens. We'll see if That's they got it in them. Um, it's a thought. I just you know, he's not a big promo guy, you know. So That's the thing. That's maybe, my thing. Maybe his is, is is what's. But I'm like, bro, you just gonna pay me my money to, to this like flex? I mean, I'll do it if you. Like, but I'm just saying, like, you know, them as a company you need to figure out. How they invest in their money? How they? Why they want to invest it that way? But yeah, it'll get some eyes. It'll get some eyes. But you gotta. I don't know. You gotta keep it. He, he can't become like a regular. I'm not gonna watch every week just to go over. You feel me? So, oh. but if, unless you tell me like, oh, special event, he gonna wrestle in a tag or something. Maybe you know. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe they could figure that out. I think for me, going into this new. uh Rest of the season. I I just want to see. Uh, I like to see Chad Gable go solo, and be like a great mid card person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to see him turn face, and like he did this German suplex on Braun Strowman. <laughs> that man is he's really good, man. Um, Otis is going in the direction of the models. Like let him do that. That'd be cool. Um, I want to see Gunther continue to reign. Um, I don't mind a Bianca loss at some point if it makes sense. You know, I'm yeah. not bored with her yet, but you know, I, if someone is, I can understand why. Uh, mm. Also, to your point, I'm interested to see what they do at Roman and his rivalry, and uh, how it goes on going into the summertime. The only logical place to drop the belt next is at SummerSlam, so we'll see who who his rival is then. Um, and may, maybe there's a thing where they want him to have the the belt for a thousand days. Maybe that's the thing. I'm not sure, but I'm interested in that. And um, you have me curious now about this AEW in London thing. So, but we'll, we'll see. But going into this new season of, uh, of of wrestling, I think that's that's what I'm looking. At. And I'm, I, you know, I, I'd welcome Vince not being creative. I got to put that on record. Just give me, yeah. give me Papa H, sure. please, please. That, that's that's all I can ask. Yeah. That's all I can ask. But um. I thought we did. Coming back anytime soon, but you not making it any easier. Yeah, man, I'm not. I'm I'm over this shit. Man. I'm over this shit. But you know, 
we'll see if we have more things to to, to get into next week uh, regarding the hot tag and what's hot outside the ring. Uh, yeah. We've been given yeah. we've been given a lot to work with this week. Uh, <laughs> but um, and you know how wrestling is. Yeah, yeah. Like by the time by the time the pre-show for SmackDown come on tomorrow, like there'll be more news. So I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. definitely have it for y'all next week. We appreciate y'all listening uh, to the best of both worlds of wrestling. Yes, indeed. Always, always. And we will eventually have our social handles for y'all to follow. We uh, we still get yeah. to them. Yeah. Pardon our appearance. Yeah, I think, I think the last thing I want to say would be I don't even know, honestly. I think we said all we need to say. Oh, no worries. Yeah, I don't have any hot takes or anything. I want to let it off right at the end or anything like that. The joys of uh, a post-editing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we will see y'all next week. Same black ass time, same black ass network. Indeed, and maybe maybe by next week we we'll probably be in person recording. So you know, yeah, you might see yeah. our studio vibe and everything. Yeah, but this is cool, man. This is cool. Uh, you know, y'all enjoy the weekend. Enjoy SmackDown tonight. The whole shebang. We'll get yes, yes. Rampage tomorrow. Oh yeah, that part. I'm just- this is this is why this is why we're the best of both worlds because I I be neglecting poor AEW. I'm sorry, <laughs> I be neglecting them. It's not it's not personal. Shout, shout out to the team over there. Shout out to Danny and, and those that helped me get some tickets from time to time. Shout out to you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and it was in UBS last night. So yeah, beautiful. Shout, hey, shout out to the um the wrestling club that school over there. They and, uh, what my man uh, MJF was kicking it with them. So shout out to them. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, man. But signing off, yo. Enjoy the weekend. Peace out and be good to each other. Shit. Word up.